this is sick. Put this to music. That may be the greatest catch I've ever seen. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Yes, hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Football, Stephen Jamieson alongside Jarlath Eaton, literally alongside Jarlath Eaton for the first time as we record uh, another episode, lovely to have you with us, hello Jar. Hello Steve, it's very weird actually seeing you in person rather than seeing you on my computer screen, but uh, we'll gloss over that I'm sure. Uh, welcome as well uh, everybody, welcome back for another episode, see we're on time this week, We've, we've record, as we record this, this is the day after Monday Night Football, we're recording this properly on time after the bye week yes. uh, that we had um, and yeah no, it's been another really interesting week in the NFL we say this every single week but I don't think there's, yeah. another, word that we can, I don't think there's another way we can, pop, we can put it at the moment yeah some crazy crazy games um, some really really crazy games and that's where we'll start obviously with our look back at the weekend and the first one I just want to pick out um, is that ridiculous game in Oakland where <laughs> the the Browns and the Raiders went all the way to overtime? Eventually, the Raiders getting the field goal to win it, forty two forty five. What an unbelievable game! What yeah. a, it's just incredible. Yeah, it was an unbelievable game. I think the officials botched a couple of things, which cost. Interesting, you said that because I was going to mention that. I, I thought the Browns iced the game when I thought they had the first down yeah, when it I went, when it was given, then not given, then reviewed, then given, or whatever the combination was. It was, it seemed a bit bizarre. I, I thought they had the game there, and yeah, I think they've got a. Well, I think they've got a justification of being a bit aggrieved. And also, as well, right? They had the fumble, which wasn't which wasn't a fumble. They called Derek Carr down in the pocket, and and then they tried to take the ball away, and it was called dead. Ah, yeah, and they're running the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Touchdown, like that. That one as well changed the game because obviously they wouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, and but the thing is as well, Oakland. They missed a field goal initially in overtime uh, to get to try and get the win, uh, or try to get back onto the board at least to force Cleveland to do something. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked good in certain aspects, bad in certain aspects. I think it, I think it was took a toll on him. I think the first start that everything had happened obviously a Thursday night. Um, but once again, the Browns. The problem with the Browns is that they can't seem to close out close games. And you know, thirty seconds to go, and you know, in normal time, they could have really in regulation, they could have did something in that game in order to try to make the, in order to try to stop it, but they couldn't, and they, you know. Oakland got the win and it's a big win for them their first win John Gruden's first win in nearly 10 years as an yeah, NFL coach crazy and um, he needed it as well because like if, if you lose that game all of a sudden you, you're really starting to ask some pretty big questions especially um, as what happened on Monday Night Football which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment uh, in terms of the AFC West mm. they could have been miles behind but they still are quite far behind but they could have mm. been out of it already and it's not even September the end of September by that point um, so I, it was a big, big, big win for the Raiders. I felt so gutted for the Browns because, again, the official, I felt... They've they, sort of become everyone's second team, they haven't have. they? They really have. Just out of pity initially, but now just sort of like, yeah, go on, the Browns. <laughs> like the perennial underdog. They are. And um, I, I feel really genuinely quite bad for them because they should be 
they, well, I wouldn't say they're going to be four and zero because again, that, that's their own fault for not being able to close out games. But they should be at least having two wins on the board, I yeah. think, or even three. Because if they had a kicker for the first couple of weeks, they probably would have been able to get four and zero. Well, yeah, it's but, a really good point. But the but the officials last uh, in the officials on Sunday blew it massively. Walt, Walt Anderson had a really really poor game as a referee and his, as a crew chief. Uh, he consistently has that now, which is quite one of my pet hates of his. Um, that he seems to have consistently really poor games, I think, as a referee. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, hopefully it'll even out for him over the season. And See, this is, this is where we sort of have the bit of a, a bit of a difference because you, your, your level of, of knowledge of the NFL is vastly superior to mine. So if you, <laughs> you even know the referees' names, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas I know two referees' names, and that's Mike Pereira and Dean Blandino, because they come up on the screen and tell me the rules <laughs> yeah. every, every week. Yeah. And I only know the other referees by the the quite cute black guy with the little glasses, yeah. the super, super hench guy he's who's quite now. old. Ed, Ed, Ed Hockley, he's now... Ed, like, your mate Ed. Yeah, he, he is my mate now. It's like, you know, you know Ed, Ronald Talbot, the one do you think of... With the, with the, oh, yeah, Ron, yeah, 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 Ron. Me and Ron go all the way back. Looks now. like Cleveland Brown with glasses. Correct, yeah. absolutely. Um, and also, as well, right, the, yeah, Ed Hockley's retired now, unfortunately. He's, but although, he's, I think it's his son now has overtaken... As, Taking up his old crew chief. I bet his dad could definitely beat him in a press competition. Oh, 100%. And the biggest arms in the NFL. Like, he was a ref. He's built like, he's built like an absolute brick you-know-what, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. No, I completely agree with you, but yeah. No, um, I, sorry. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite on that level. I sort of know referees by appearance and voice, and some of them sound funnier than others, and that's pretty much the only reason I know them. Walt, Anderson, Walt Colm was my favourite one, the bloke who talks really, really quickly, and he's like got a really southern accent, and he's quite high. He's like, false start, offence. That one. You're like, there you go. There's, there's my impression of Walt, Cole, of Walt Anderson, Walt Coleman, excuse me, on my <laughs> exceptionally <laughs> niche that. impression. Thank you so much. That. For I that. couldn't even tell you if it was good or bad. Thank you. Um, another quite incredible game mm. was, um, for so many reasons actually, a couple of things I want to get into here was um, the Bengals Falcons game. Falcons Jeez. now moved to one and three, which is incredible considering how well they've played at times this season. Mm-hmm. Really, really harsh to be one and three. Um, when yeah. you look at teams who've got better records than them, it's it's remarkable, really. They're, they've got the same record as the Raiders, for example, and, <laughs> and wow, they've, yeah. they've played so, so well at times. But they lost to the Bengals, really, really close game, happened right at the end once again. Um, first thing I want to talk about, actually, is the horrible injury that happened in, my, in that oh. game. Goodness gracious oh, me, is yeah. this sport hard to watch at times? I think that was probably going to be my low light of the week this week, actually. Tyler Eifert, that injury was absolutely hideous. It's just I awful. Like, I can't, I can't say anything more than that, apart from the fact that it was just awful. Yeah, because um, I, I was sort of... I wasn't really following the, the early games too well because I was doing some of the bits this weekend, but um, I sort of... Obviously, our, our WhatsApp group is, is constantly kicking off through the through the games for oh, yeah. for various reasons. One, just because everyone's an NFL fan, but obviously for fantasy as well. Correct. And and all of a sudden, there's about four or five different people who just chimed in with, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, ah! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And no one really sort of said anything other than that. And I was like, I sort of came to it like 15 minutes after. What happened? <laughs> like this seems like because when you have that in the NFL, it could be anything. It could be like a hundred yard run from a quarterback, yeah. or like you know, it, it could be absolutely anything. And and then um, yeah, someone 
someone messaged just Twitter search IFERTs so I did. The first video I saw, like the thumbnail of it was the the sort of reaction after it and is when you see his foot is pretty much on the wrong way around. And I was yep. like, Oh my god, this is gonna take some strength to watch. Okay, here we go. And it's so uncomfortable to watch. It's a proper <laughs> It's, it's an air sucker, that one, isn't it? Yeah, um, definitely, like I say, definitely the low light of the week. I'm not even to call it the more of the week this week because he cannot do anything about that. But no, no uh, it was a definite low light for me, um, 100%. I was actually having dinner at the time, nearly, nearly spewed up dinner, actually. <laughs> it was actually that hideous uh, of an injury. I feel sorry for Eifert as well because he's just come back from another mate. He had another injury. Seems to be playing well as well. And also, in the year that I actually, sorry to mention the fact that I did win the Fantasy League one year, um, the year that he did, he was my tight end and he performed so, so well. And <laughs> uh, he basically helped me win the Fantasy League that year. So I've got a little soft spot for him. Um, not too much of a soft spot because he played against the Redskins at Wembley and tore us apart during that tie he game. He did, yeah. Um, but... It, I was just a real, real shame. And there's two ways of handling an injury. Like you can, you can do what Tyler Eifert did, which is generally look pretty <laughs> devastated <laughs> and react really positively on social media and spread a message of "I'll be back stronger." It's only God can judge me. It's God's plan. You know, enter, know enter Drake. <laughs> or you can do what Earl Thomas did. <laughs> yes. And flip off the, his own team's sideline, going off with a broken ankle. Oh, I mean, that is that is going down in flames, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll ever play for the Seahawks um, again. Incredible, um, really. What? Just for background for maybe people who don't know, um, Steel, uh, Seahawks rather uh, actively shopping Earl Thomas, who is their safety. I think I'm right in yeah, saying, that's right. and is a very very good one at that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, the last remaining members of the Legion of Boom, that heralded defence, which took them all the way to the, to a Super Bowl a few years back. Mm. Um, yeah, so he gets a pretty innocuous looking injury. Actually, when you watch it back, you can see exactly how it happens. It almost like stubs his, his toe mm. and his ankle sort of goes over. It's a, it's a really horrible one uh, whilst he's trying to stop a, a touchdown. And yeah, so he's not happy, obviously, about the Steelers, uh, sorry, the Seahawks shopping him around. So his reaction when he's been carted off on the on the golf cart is uh, so he's sort of getting pats on the back and you know sorry man from all the cardinals on on the sideline he's going off at looks to the other side of the field <laughs> just gives them the bird. <laughs> Oh, what a remarkable reaction! I mean, fair play to the bloke because at least he, he's got he's got some absolute you know uh, cojones of steel to do that against your own side. But I'd say this about Earl Thomas. Uh, I, I, I think it's obviously not the right thing to do. It's funny as hell because it's, it's like, really funny for us. Oh, yeah, it's hundred percent. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, but I think what the problem I got with with the way Earl Thomas has been. I mean, to be fair, the way, the way of the whole Seahawks team is at the moment is the fact that that Legion of Boom just disintegrates so quickly like so quickly it, like Richard Sherman's obviously gone to the 49ers Cam Chancellor probably won't play football again Bobby, you know, Bobby Wagner the middle linebacker is not particularly great at the moment either there's some other players in that Legion of Boom say Earl Thomas but that I, I can always vividly remember the season where they went to the Super Bowl and won against the Broncos and they absolutely tore Peyton Manning a new one with Malcolm Smith being the Super Bowl MVP, first time I think in years a defensive bloke was the Super yeah. Bowl MVP. And then also the season where they went back to the Super Bowl, should have won the Super Bowl, had Russell Will- uh, Marshall Lynch obviously run it into the <laughs> one yard line. But just how amazing that defence was and how mm. amazing that, 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 that defence, I think, I think that's the only thing that I can compare to 
say the Bears or the the eighty five Bears, who are supposedly the greatest defense in all to, of all time that has ever been assembled. I think that's a modern version for for fans who are old enough to remember, obviously. Um, Which we are not. Yeah, we aren't. <laughs> uh, my dad is. Um, and who, who listens to the podcast quite regularly, obviously. Um, and uh, he says, he says, yeah, that that side re- he reminds him of the '85 Bears, just of how. What much... about the 2018 Jags? We'll talk about that, <laughs> I'm sure, in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the sea. I mean, fair, unlucky for Old Thomas. I did feel sorry for Old Thomas. Yeah, for sure. He was, he was, he was, he was quite. I felt felt bad for him. So, um, but yeah, no, that eye for injury was hideous. Absolutely hideous. Awful. Um, mm. But what, what an incredible game, though. Yes. Falcons Bengals. Bengals are they're three and one in a tough division and going along really well. Yeah. Um, they but... they tend to do this quite a bit where they threaten sort of playoffs and. I think they've got the incredible step by the last time they won a playoff game, but yeah. they're, they're going along really nicely. Yeah, Marvin Lewis, um, you know, has been there for 15 years as head coach, has not won a playoff game. Um, let's, as you always say, let's not jump the shark on it, I think. I think the Bengals will probably get, will get definitely get into the playoffs, although another side of the AFC North that we thought would walk the division, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are in serious trouble, and I'm sure we'll get onto that mm. shortly. Um, but the Bengals... I think are probably a dark horse, a little sleeper at the moment in the yeah. AFC. They really are. They're, they're playing some really nice football. It's not very flashy, are they? No, but that's not what you need to be. As long as you can get no. through to that playoff, mark, you know, get through to January and get into that playoff, you're right in the mix. And I think I don't want to say it because you know there's not going to be there. But the Bengals, the Bengals are well in with a shadow winning the AFC North, if not certainly making the playoffs. For, for me. I really hope they don't because it's it's absolutely abhorrent to me that a ginger quarterback could win the Super Bowl. And that's, <laughs> and that's really important. Yeah, it is bad. I, I think we need to to advertise the game. Mm. Um, <laughs> speaking of hideous quarterbacks, um, in a very different sense, up until this weekend, uh, goodness gracious me, um, Mitch Trubisky threw six touchdowns yeah. <laughs> against the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Uh, that's probably my highlight. Has, he, has he even thrown six touchdowns total until this point? No, probably not. No, I can't even remember. I can't remember the last time that. It, no, do you know what? There was, there was a brilliant stat during the rounds. Obviously, watching Red Zone again uh, over the week. Um, that uh, that was the first time I think in Bears history. I think it might have been in NFL. You know, it was five passing touchdowns, and I think it might be for the Bears ever single game record for five touchdowns in the first half. Which yeah. is unbelievable that Mitch Trubisky is going to be on that roster. Is going to be there for that. Saying that now, it was it was thirty eight three at halftime. Madness, madness. I mean, um, I'll, give, uh, I'll, give, I'll give the uh, I'll give the uh, the Bucks some credit. You know, seven all by the end of the by the yeah, second yeah. half. So they did well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a question. This is interesting because I think there's a bit of a debate here. Mm. With obviously Jameis Winston was fit again. Sorry, not fit again. He was legal again to play mm. uh, after suspension. What were your thoughts on taking out Fitzpatrick? Because um, obviously he's been incredible for the Bucks. Well, I remember saying, I think on the second podcast that we did, that if he played well again, that it would be difficult for him to be taken out. And I will give the Jews to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they said that they, they, they started with him. Um, I just think that they... it's almost like they were waiting for the very first minor slip up. It's not like he played particularly badly. No, but I just think the whole the whole Bucks offense just didn't move in the first half. I think mm. the Bears defense played exceptionally well it's a good defence absolutely um, but I think I think they wanted to put in Winston to see what he could do because I think they thought well we aren't going to win the game so let's put him in and see what he does and to be yeah. fair to Winston he, he played alright I think the Bucks have got a bit of a quandary now 
at quarterback, I'd say. I think I don't I don't know what they could do at this point. Because they could Well you you have to run Winston, don't you? Now you've had him back in, you can't have him back in and then put him back out again, I don't think. R.I.P. Fitzmagic, though. It was it's a really good run, and unlucky. And and if if it's like, it's, like, it's like a summer fling. It was. It was like it was like that time where we had in the summer, where Love Arm was on every night. England <laughs> were doing all right in the World Cup. The weather was absolutely glorious, and now we're back into October. It's grey outside. It's cold. It's miserable. But we can always have the memories of that summer, just like we have the memories of Fitzmagic. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Fitzmagic. Absolutely. Uh, one final little bit of news. There's loads of games we could have picked out from Absolutely. from this from this week. Um, all those fanciful predictions of the Dolphins going four and away at the Patriots <laughs> went really really well. Yeah. Um, my one of my housemates who's uh, who's bang into the NFL actually had a bet on sort of an outside bet. Mm. Um, that the that the Dolphins would win that game, and it they absolutely got blown out of the water which yeah, is I, I mean it's sort of what we predicted on the last podcast actually that would happen that the Patriots would just go come on we're the Patriots this isn't going to happen mm. we're, we're going to and it was it was 24 zip at, at half the Dolphins only got a garbage time touchdown in the end it could have yeah. been a blowout I mean, I mean to be fair the Patriots are still obviously in crisis clearly as everyone seems to think so they were never ever that's exactly ridiculous so yeah so some, some more games to pick out the Eagles Titans is a brilliant game the Titans winning it yes goodness gracious me <laughs> sorry um, the Cowboys getting a really important win against the Lions brilliant. again was so so close Zeke Elliott can I just say Zeke Elliott I'm not even just saying this because he's in my fantasy team and <laughs> I am the I am the one of the biggest Washington fans you'll ever meet and I, will, and I try not to say anything good about the Dallas Cowboys but my word Zeke Elliott had a day and that throw that Prescott made to him one minute 30 to go just, been, just after two minute warning to move them into field goal range yeah. Zeke caught over the backside of his arm Unbelievable play, yeah, and uh, yeah, and fair play to the Cowboys. That's a big win for them. But uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, you're going to talk about the Saints and Giants as well. Alvin Kamara deciding that he just wanted to play Christ. all day. Um, he, he was ridiculous. Um, he's got he's got more receiving yards than most of the major receivers this year, which is he's, he's running back. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about them just yet because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still quite sore on that. Yeah, um, so, but, so but, just yeah. just to round out the rest of the results, so we've got 49ers Chargers, again, a ridiculously close game, 27-29. Monday Night Football was great. Mahomes threw a pass with his left arm. It was insane. Um, that second and 30 play that he made when he was trying to get him down the field, by the way, was unreal. But Case Keenum, you can't overthrow. You can't yeah. overthrow Demarius Thomas like that. I was there going, I was watching it live. I watched it as live this morning. And I almost Is thought, Case Keenum still better than Kirk Cousins? Yes. <laughs> not even close not even close I would have taken Kirk Cousins makes that throw no like, he doesn't 100%. well he, he doesn't but we can he, talk he about, bloody does he does not at all you like the TNF against, we'll talk about, we, we can talk about TNF obviously against, against the Rams that was a shootout as well but I mean no Keenum 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 overthrows him by about by about half an inch it's not like he's thrown overthrown him by oh it's quite a bit he's yeah. not really that near it I think he is but no Keenum's better than him 100%. I would always can, have my... You can keep telling yourself it, mate. That's fine. Um, the, 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 big, the, final, the final big story that mm. I want to touch on here, um, it's, it's the Steelers. It was a, it was a, it was a massive game. Uh, Sunday night football, Ravens-Steelers. Ravens won it. They played very, very well. Flacco looked in... Mm. Flacco looked like playoff Flacco. Yes. Uh, and it was a really, really, really good performance from the Ravens. What is seriously worrying, though, is the Steelers do not look very good. Um variety of reasons and the thing is is it was always the the triple threat wasn't it it was it was 
Brown, Bell, and Ben, the, the three Bs. Like, and you had an amazing quarterback, maybe the best receiver in the league, maybe the best running back in the league. And it's like that offense is it's a, it's an all star offense essentially. Yeah. Um, you had someone like Juju Smith Schuster in there, and well, he's getting yards after yards after yards. He he, he looks great. The tight ends are, do, are, are looking good. But for whatever reason, it's not clicking for the Steelers. And it, it's one of those, it, I sort of equate them a little bit with um, in the football world. Uh, Manchester United at the minute, they've got all these tools, they've got all these parts, mm. but for various different reasons, personality clashes, off-the-field stuff, they are not producing what they are very capable of producing. They are so far behind where they should be, the Steelers. Because, mm. I mean, they're 1-2-1, they're two that's their two, two defeats. Um, and the one at the end, the tie with the Browns, could easily have been a defeat. Should have been. I mean, this is this is a team where it was it was just assumed they'd walk into the championship game this year at, yeah. at the least to play to play the Patriots. Yeah, you know this this is in theory what everyone expects to be a great team, and they just look nowhere near that. No, there, I, I don't like to use the word crisis because crisis is very much a, 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 an overused term. In well, what do you call it? I call it in big trouble. <laughs> so yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it all seriousness, right? I completely agree with you in terms of the, your analogy in terms of, of Manchester United at the moment. In terms of the fact the Steelers, the Steelers are, I think, the worst coach team in the NFL at the moment. Mike Tomlin is just not got the backing of their of their offense at all. Well, is it the old sort of parrot to like sort of cross over a, a cliche mm. from the football world? Has he lost the locker room? Very good. Um, I I believe he sort of has because I think with the talent that is around that Steelers uh, offense in particular, the defense let's just let's just call it for what it is. The defense is woeful. Like it yeah. always had, and it has been for nearly seven or eight years, and that's one of the main reasons why they've not won a Super Bowl since two thousand and nine. I think woeful's harsh, but no, it's it's, it's, it, it, it's not for it's not for a side that has that great off that that good of an offense. And, and this is what I, and this is and I'm going to use an analogy that Colin Cowherd used a little bit on who's a, a, a commentator on the herd um, when he talks about the salary cap the salary yeah. cap is like a family budget and I'm completely stealing it from him by the way so there's no credit or, I'm not even trying to clap it's my own he made the point that the salary cap is like the family budget that you make you make your choices so if you decide that you want a new living room or if you want to decorate your living room you aren't going to go abroad to say you aren't going to go abroad to say Europe or somewhere like that next year, you're going to go maybe a holiday in England. In the same way that if you decide that you know you want a new car, then you're probably not going to be going to a sporting event. You know, okay. it's one of them ones. And the Steelers have prioritised an offence, the offensive side of the ball, and the defence has been overlooked completely by the Rooney family and Tomlin and the director and and, and the GM. And I think. They've got to a point now without Le'Veon there. Obviously, Le'Veon says he's going to come back in during the bye week. I came out today and said he's going to come back in during the bye week in week seven. Going to be playing against the Browns in week eight. I did not see that. Yeah, it came out this morning on. They were talking about it on first things first. Um, this morning oh, on Fox Sports. Breaking news on Monday morning football. Yeah. Breaking incentive. I didn't know about it. Yeah, so I, I'd not seen that. That's that's huge. It massively huge. I think I don't. I don't. Disagree. I don't think that James Connors played particularly poorly. By the no, way, he's done well. He's done really well. Um, but I just think, I, I just think that Levy on there gives you a complete new threat in the backfield. Yeah. Obviously, like there's no, there's no two ways about it. Just to go back to your point about the defense, though, I, I think calling it woeful's harsh. It, it's nowhere near as good as the offense because you, you naturally have to have that sort of, mm. you have to have that trade off. You see, free, you think about your great uh, defensive sides uh, over the years. You, you think about. 
you think about the Seahawks, they've got they had this amazing defense. Their O line is famously terrible. Mm. Uh, you think about the Broncos, the yes. the, de- the defense carrying a sixty year old Peyton Manning on its back for, <laughs> to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it, there has to be that sort of trade off, mm. but I I don't think the trade off is that extreme in the Steelers or at least it certainly wasn't um, I think obviously losing Ryan Shazier was was huge oh, like, like obviously an awful awful injury and he was a he was an incredible player for them mm. so that's not an easy thing to get over but I think woeful's harsh they, they, were, they were a fine defence it wasn't a concern but I think now the Ravens have strengthened on offence in particular the Bengals look very very good on defence again and, uh, and the Browns obviously have improved across the whole board. So the Steelers just seem like they've been sort of left behind, if you like. With the talent on that offensive end of the ball, they should be getting more... Is it feasible that the Steelers finish bottom of the division? Yes. I completely... I, it's feasible. It's, it's feasible. out there. It's feasible. I'm not, I'm not saying that it will happen. Is it feasible? 100%. They have got to try to find a way for them to do an offence because their offence at the moment is not clicking. And... With the defence, I think woeful you don't. But with that, let's just call it that defence. Yeah. They aren't going to be able it's to... It's not great, deal. I'm not calling no. it good by any means. But no, I no, 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 you're not. no, I know you're not completely. But I, I'm calling it woeful. You're not calling it woeful. You're calling it okay. Um, with with defence as it is, they're not. if they can't outscore teams, then they're in trouble. It would go down as the probably one of the biggest waste of talents... Pittsburgh did not find a way to win this to to win a Super Bowl with Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it, it'd be yeah, one of the yeah. biggest waste of talents. Absolutely huge, and I and and this year I can't see it um, at all. Uh, to be honest, I, I you know I can only see at the moment the Chiefs and the Rams being in in the big game, but um, there's still a lot of NFL we play. But yeah, oh, Steelers, so, so much, yeah, but, yeah. But the but the Steelers look in trouble, really big trouble. An interesting one for me, I'm just going to pick my highlight of the week here. I think it's yeah. just about the, the right time. We talked about our respective lowlights with the, the, the horrible injury for, for Tyler Eifert. A, a big, my personal highlight, it, it, it could have been Mahomes throwing his left hand because that is just, that's amazing. I can't throw a ball with my right hand, never mind yes. my left hand. <laughs> None no, no of us can. Like, I, I couldn't have made that 12-yard throw with no. my right. I, I still, can't, still can't figure out how they do that whole throwing the ball thing I, mm. I still can't do it either way I, I see a ball that shape and I throw it like a rugby ball and I can't do anything else okay. um, my highlight was Alvin Kamara doing like a 40 yard touchdown run and walking out of the stadium as he did it and the way the cameras looked made it literally look like he was leaving MetLife Stadium as he did it so did you hear Tony Romo's call on the back of it? Uh, I might have done remind me he just went he just went, uh, it's the replay, and he sees me running, so yeah, he goes, yeah, I've scored my third touchdown of the day, I'm off, I'll see you in New Orleans next week, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It was, but that was, that was it, like, it was, it was so good, like, just straight out, and the way the camera presented it, it made it look like he was leaving the stadium, like, yeah. when he was coming back onto the field, it made it look like he was going the other way out, and I, it really made me giggle, and yeah, just really, really enjoyed it. What was your uh, highlight of the week? My highlight of the week, as I said earlier, actually, was that was the Trubitsky play, because I could not believe that a bloke, like, as poor as he is, or mm. I thought as poor as he was, hmm. could throw six touchdowns, out, completely out of nowhere, and... Do you know what's actually been quite nice this this uh, first month of the NFL? We can take stock of it and we're a quarter of the way season through. That's actually quite depressing, to be honest. But we can take stock about the fact that I don't think there's a single side, at the moment, I don't think there's a single side in there that 
I would have expected up there, up, up towards the top end of the, up towards the top end of the table. You know, certainly the AFC. The AFC is completely wide open. The NFC is a little bit more. I don't know. The, I think we all thought the Rams would do very well. Yeah, I mean, they were my Super Bowl pick. Um, but the the AFC in particular is absolutely wide open at the moment. Like, yeah, you, you would not expect the sides that are up there. You know, the Bears leading the NFC North. Uh, sorry to say this, but the Skins leading the NFC East because we're on the bye week. Um, so we've only lost one game. Everybody else has lost two. Um, and obviously we go to we go to the Saints next week on Monday Night Football. So, uh, so there's to lose. probably. Uh, but uh, but the Rams, by the way, I think that's another highlight actually. Um, as much as it's more of a low light in terms of fantasy, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a second. But the Rams look borderline unstoppable at the moment. They have got weapons across the field. Their defense is so good as well. Yeah. I cannot see anybody challenging them at the moment in time, especially in the NFC. Well, this is the beauty of it. It's the beauty of sport is it evolves, it changes. What is amazing in the first half of the season might not necessarily be amazing in the second. We, mm. And we see teams emerge the longer the season goes on. and It's, it's never, ever set in stone. I still think there's some... There's some serious contenders in the NFC in the shape of the Vikes. I think the Bears will be very dangerous this I'll, year. Uh, I'll hold my opinion on the Vikes. I'll wait until, I'll wait until we talk about the <laughs> Vikes-Eagles game and then I'll unleash. But, uh, but I, I think the Vikings will still be there or thereabouts. Uh, I think the Bears will be as well. I think they look very, very good. Mm-hmm. Just just because defence... It's the old it's the old adage, isn't it? Defence has been championships and theirs is superb. Yep. Um, I, I still have a little bit of a suspicion of the teams in the NFC South. I think the Bucks now have sort of shown that... Showing their hand, I think after a great few weeks, they're, they're probably going to start to fade away. But either you could probably pick all three of the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints to have a good go at the NFC Championship. Fal- do you know what? I'm calling it now. I don't think the Falcons will be anywhere near the playoffs. They do not look good at all. Their defense. You think? I'll tell you why. Their defense at the moment, it's a shame, but a load of the defensive, best defensive players are on IR. And that's where I'm a bit worried about them. I mean, their offense. Don't get me wrong. Their offense on paper still looks unbelievable. They're still. A but it could, they could. Yes, they're one and three. But it could so easily not be one and three. <laughs> yeah, but you you are what your record is. Like that's you know you're that kind of. For me, I always say that you know you're you're only as good as what your record says. And I think they're not. I can't see them going any better than nine and seven purely and simply because the defense is that poor. At the moment, because of their injuries, and it's a shame because obviously the, the Super Bowl's in the home venue, and they could have easily been there if their defense had stayed healthy, but it doesn't. Um, and that's again where I'm a little bit worried about the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is not great, although at the moment, if Mahomes keeps playing it like he is, doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot more to go, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute um, in terms of Week Five. But yeah, I, I think the Falcons are already out of it personally. Interesting, very interesting. I, I, I... I wouldn't say they're out of it, mainly because they've got the Steelers to play in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the game over there. Yeah, they're right back in it now, then, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so let's touch a little bit on uh, on our respective fantasy performances in uh, in week four. I'm delighted to say I've no longer got a losing record. I am two and two. Get in. Um, despite it, despite my players doing re- trying everything, really, to really throw it away, um, I, I, <laughs> yeah. really tried hard so uh, for me Adam Thielen uh, is my main wide receiver and on Thursday night football I was sitting on 20 points thank you very much Adam Thielen you, you, you're my guy um, off the early kickoffs uh, Jacksonville got myself 9 points just solid reliable defence get your sacks 
and get you a low total. What they ha- aren't doing actually this season is getting a lot of takeaways. Mm. And it's sort of what they um, they prided themselves on last. Why they were so good last season, they had a few games where they got twenty eight points and stuff like that because they kept scoring touchdowns and kept insetting. But I think it's almost. Almost when you get like a, a case with like a special receiver, they get, get double marked. Offense is now so wary of how good the Jags' defense are that they're not giving them opportunities to to sort of make those plays now. Mm. Um, but even so, that they're still so solid. Uh, Zach Ertz over 100 yards, brilliant early game. Um, likewise, De- uh, Deshaun Jackson went 100 yards. So I'm thinking, and there after the early games. I've got Deshaun Jackson on 11, Adam Thielen on 20, Zach Ertz on 11. Lutz was in the uh, was in a late game. Sorry, Jaggy was on nine. I'm thinking, great. I'm predicted well over a hundred points. My opponent's struggling. He's only predicted about seventy five. We're, we're absolutely hamming hamming this home. Come on, get in. And then it just changed, didn't it? Then it really yeah. changed because Russell Wilson I couldn't get anything going against the Cardinals. Just couldn't get anything going. Didn't pass for a touchdown. Um, only one hundred and seventy two yards. Eight point nine eight for your quarterback. Bollocks. <laughs> yes. Alf- Alfred Morris, just 18 yards for San Francisco. Uh, if you're wondering why I started Alfred Morris, I didn't have any other option. Yeah. I thought, unless you considered Tariq Cohen on my bench an option, if you did, congratulations, he got 24 points. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Straight in there. Um, no issue with that. Marquise Goodwin, again, for the Niners. 28 yards like it was it was painful and I'm sort of watching these low scores come in just ruining my weekend Will Lutz kept me ticking over because he bagged four field goals he got me 15 points the borderline won me the matchup so I was thinking oh no I'm really in danger of throwing this away here with my with three players my quarterback my running back and my wide receiver getting less than 15 points like that is that's criminal it's, it's so it's so bad. It's awful, I'm afraid. And when that happens, you're fearing the worst. And all of a sudden, he had Marshawn Lynch and David Johnson. They start doing a little bit of a little bit of work, and I'm getting a bit scared. And all of a sudden, end of end of Sunday night, and I'm in dire straits because he's up to ninety four point seven eight. I was oh, way behind, predicted to lose. I had one player left. That one player. Kareem Hunt. Your first pick. My first pick. And if ever I needed him to go big, it was this time. I wasn't confident. Um, one, because Denver, historically very good against the run. Uh, Monday Night Football, I thought the Chiefs might struggle anyway. Um, Mahomes, when he's playing well, tends to launch it and not really find Kareem Hunt useful on the grounds. Yeah. So I needed, I needed a 15-point game. I'm thinking, oh, no. It's... That's not gone well. That is that's a big game needed there. That's that's a touchdown and ninety yards. You know that's that's an effort. He got me twenty three point five. Two and two. Yeah, well done. How did your How did your week go, Jar? Yeah, you didn't even need a touchdown at the end, did you? No, that's actually a shame. Um, yeah, so if you may have listened to the start of the last podcast, um, had a decent start. You know, Brandon Cooks, Stefan Diggs. And Dan Bailey. Interestingly, Josh, sorry, just before you go into this, if we'd have played each other, I'd have won by 0.5 points. So just like a game like you would have done last week then. It would have been like a complete thing like last week. I think we already played each other once this season. I can't wait for that week, actually. Um, But yeah, no, so at a good start, as we say, Cooks, Diggs, Dan Bailey getting points, Vikings then minus three. The bloke I'm playing, 
Ryan, he's got Jared Goff as his quarterback. 39.30 I've <laughs> just seen that scoreboard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's oh, that. Bloke. Yeah. So at that point, I knew I was, I was in trouble at that point. Zeke then decides he wants to go off in the early game. I've got no problem with that. 152 rushing yards, 88 reception yards, and a touchdown. 30 points for him. Not bad. Gronk leaving the game. Didn't really make too much of a difference. 4.40. Okay, fine. So about 15 points behind. Start the game. Start the late games. He's got Alvin Kamara. I've got Drew Brees. I'm thinking, do I play Ben or do I play Drew Brees? In the end, I play Drew Brees. He gets me 8.5 points. A really shite performance um, for, for a quarterback. Big Ben. Have interest. Got 14.86. So again, nothing uh, on there, really. Um, I had to play Theo Riddick as my second running back because Peterson's on the bye, so I have no other running back, so I had to play him. Uh, Still got more points than Alfred Morris, wouldn't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, true. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, then yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara went off for 36.1 points. 134 rushing yards, four, uh, four receive, uh, 47 receiving yards and three touchdowns. I was like, mm, okay, so that's uh, that, that's that ruin then, isn't it, really? Um, John Brown, again, got me decent. First time I started John Brown this year in fantasy. Didn't, didn't do me too bad. 18 points, so not bad at all. Uh, first, uh, first time I started him over Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole, obviously, 1.5 points, so it's a good decision. Um, He's been smashing yeah, it. Yeah, he has, yeah. So first time I played it. But as well as that, right, Ryan on his bench, can I just say, he had Aaron Jones of Green Bay, who got 14.2 points, and then he also had Golden Tate, which got another 25. So he could have won it with basically anybody. He got 136.4. I got 102.48. And now, normally, if you're getting 100 points, you're normally in games. Not this yeah. week. It felt like it was like for me week one, where Ryan was in, was where British Ryan, not American Ryan, who I was playing this week, um, was right in the game. And uh, not not this time, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, I'm also at two and two. First time means Steve have got identical records, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I'm now really worried um, because I can't let him go to three and two with me. Go to two and three, and I'll be. And be it's it's worth pointing out, Joel has got a total of 452 points. I've got 363. <laughs> 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 what a game! Um, although next week's fantasy game is predicted at least to be pretty close, because I'm playing the bloke that. Steve played last week and Alex you played Alex uh, uh, probably didn't you yes I've just played him yeah Yeah, so I'm playing him this week um, so it will be interesting to see that uh, Peterson's back which is a good thing got Big Ben to play as well I'm playing Big Ben rather than Drew Brees because I don't want Brees to go off against the, against the Washington team that, you know against my team is what it is um, <laughs> Brandon Cooks against Seattle Stefan Diggs against Philadelphia two tough matchups will Gronk be questionable ahead of the uh, ahead of the, sun, ahead of the uh, Thursday night game so I'm a bit worried about that because if I don't then I've got, really got no tight end because OJ Howard's both injured and on the bye but Julian Edelman's back so I get him back for this week if I want to play him but I don't think I will um, so there's that um, but yeah no it's going to be a very tight game I think between myself and Alex yeah, I, my biggest concern is I, I desperately need a running back um, mm. because I got away with not having one last week and it's, it's tough. It's, when you're in a 12, I, I'm sure our listeners will can, can testify, when you're in a 12-man league, it is very, very tough. It's so tough. To try and find a quarterback who... It's sorry if I had a running back, excuse me, who's actually going to be doing anything good. And with Deshaun Jackson, my wide receiver's on the bye. I'm probably going to need to shop for a wide receiver as well. So it's 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 a tough week for me. I, I And I'm playing uh, Ross, um, who is currently 3-1. It's going to be a bit of a lowdown of how the league 
situation currently yeah. is. We've got uh, four on three and one, four on two two, and um, <laughs> sorry, no six six, or, six yeah, on two six. and two, and uh, two on zero oh and four. Who's on zero oh and four? Uh, Tom. Oh, is it? He is indeed. Ouch. Um, Cockton, I'm not delighted about that. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Jordan. So, yeah, so it's, it's a very, very even league. Um, shout out to the highest scorer so far, which isn't you, Giles, though you are second. Um, it's Ross, who I'm playing this week. He's on 454. Uh, very decent performance. But he does have a of quarterback. So, he does, but he, he didn't always play him. No, he didn't. He only played him this week. I'm just looking through his team, actually. It's not, you know, it's okay, but it's not great. No, it's a, it's a good team. He's got Antonio Brown, actually. That's a complete lie. And he's got Michael Thomas. Oh, and okay. Cooper Cup at Flex. Like, he's... Oh, and he's got Travis Kelsey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I completely read that. Yeah. It's a, re- <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really good team, um, which I'm thoroughly expecting to lose we unless something goes Badly yeah. wrong for we will him. be getting we will be getting um, a couple of guests on from the league at some stage, probably either this week or next, because we're going to be down obviously at the Wembley Games. We'll we'll be meeting up with the rest of our league. Yes, so we'll be definitely getting some guests on to talk about how their season's gone. Um, definitely um, at some stage over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, and without further ado, we're going to move on to our next little session. Jara's going to take us to College Corner. Oh, Steve, it's uh, it's nice to be back in the corner, actually. I'll go, I promise we'll keep it five minutes this week, rather than <laughs> then where we are. But, um, yeah, another unreal couple of games. And I said last week in terms of the nightcap that it was absolutely stacked and it did not disappoint. Unbelievable games. Uh, so let's go, let's go down. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Clem- uh, Alabama and Georgia, the top two, got reasonably easy wins. Uh, Clemson had their quarterback go down, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's a freshman, a walk-on freshman who a reg- a proper... True freshman and never played played football obviously at high school, but never really um, got involved in terms of the, in terms of the team. So again, he had to he had to go out in the second quarter with an injury injury to the head. It wasn't it wasn't a so so when you say a, a sort of a walk in freshman, that's that's the equivalent of sort of a fresher turning up to uni trials yeah, and being he's not wicked. Like a he hasn't got a scholarship at this point, right. so he hasn't. So, he, so he's just walked on and just like, can I play for the team? And they were like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, and then he got, he went down for the he went down. Um, Unfortunately, um, but then he looks like he's going to be back in for this week. But again, we'll, we'll come we'll come back onto that. Um, I'm sure. But it was it was a weird game. It was a weird game against a side who are normally known for their basketball team, Syracuse. Um, but they got a win with about 30 seconds to go. It was genuinely astonishing the, the comeback that Clemson that Clemson won and Bryce, the uh, the quarterback uh, that came in for for Lawrence. Uh, had, had an absolute day in the end of the fourth quarter. He played so, so well, to be fair. I mean, I'll, give him, I'll give him his due massively. Awesome. Um, but there was a touchdown. Travis Etienne with 54... Uh, sorry, with, excuse me, with uh, 41 seconds to go, winning the game uh, for Clemson, which was a big, big statement win for them, 100%. Um, and then we had an unreal game on, uh, between Ohio State and Penn State, the fourth-ranked team in the nation against the ninth-ranked team in the nation. Uh, massive game. Penn State's support is very good like mm. their supporters are fantastic Ohio State coming back with two minutes to go and getting a touchdown to play and uh, and win that game unreal finish uh, LSU and Oklahoma getting really big wins um, there as well Oklahoma the, the touchdown uh, the quarterback Car- uh, Murray uh, Carl Murray I think it is he got six tu- he got seven touchdowns <laughs> he just decided to play he just decided to play out of his skin um, so fair play to him. Uh, the number seven side Stanford had to travel to Notre Dame. The eighth seed, uh, the eighth ranked team in the nation, Notre Dame blew him away, 38-17. Fourth quarter really played well. 
not really too many upsets looking down the slate. West Virginia beating Texas Tech, the 12th seed against the 25 team, uh, 42-34. Uh, Auburn winning again. It's not, like I say, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a week of, uh, of shocks, although to be fair, Michigan only just came out of it against Northwestern. The 14-round seed, Michigan, 20 points to 17. Uh, University of Kentucky doing really well as well at the moment, actually. Texas beating Kansas State. Oregon against California, Pac-12 game. Um, was interesting. And uh, Oregon beat Cal uh, California 42 uh, points to 24. Um, yeah, there wasn't much more in the way of that, actually. There wasn't really much more that many uh, games to talk about. But there's been a lot of change in the college football rankings because of the way teams won and because of the way teams lost. So right. so let's just go through a little bit about what happened as well. So Ohio State's win, because they were on the road against Penn State, they've now moved up a slot. And because Clemson obviously just beat Syracuse at home, they've moved down a slot. So Ohio State moved to number three. Clemson have moved uh, to number four. Uh, so there was that. Notre Dame as well have climbed a couple of spots in the rankings because of their big win against Stanford. Um, they've moved up to the number six spot, which is a big surprise because Oklahoma didn't do anything particularly wrong last week. I don't know if they've been punished for the overtime win against Army the previous week, but they've gone down to seven. Uh, Michigan's also dropped a ranking as well. They've got to number 15, again, only just because I think they just about came out with a win this week. So that's how it works. You, you, you have to play well, and then the journalists and coaches then decide who's the top 25. Yeah. So it's, it's quite bizarre. Um, but it will be getting close. We're getting close. At the end of this month, it's the first time the selection committee meets to meet with the college football playoff rankings. So, so there's that. Right. So looking ahead to this week, some great games in the early window. Great games in the early window. None more so than the Red River rivalry. The Texas Longhorns against the Oklahoma Sooners. A massive rivalry game played in, in an unbelievable environment. The Red River rivalry is huge. Five o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. So it's not even like it's a midnight game for us. So it's certainly worth your time watching um, if you want to watch that one in particular. Um, looking down the select games as well, and I'm so gutted I'm going to miss this one. LSU against Florida. The number five ranked team in the nation, LSU against number 22, Florida. That's a half past eight kickoff, and that is a massive game. And the reason why is not because it's an, an interconference game in the Southeastern Conference in the SEC. is because if LSU win that game, and Georgia win their game on, on which I think is a light is a night game actually. Yeah, it is. It's a twelve thirty game against Vanderbilt, so you probably should win. Them two then meet next week in LSU in the Bayou at, at half past eight, and that game is going to be mental in terms of the rankings for the college football playoff. I can't stress enough how much I want LSU to win that game <laughs> just to see how amazing that game will be. Um, so LSU Florida game of the week this week, I'd say. In terms of that, alongside the um, alongside the, the, the Texas game, the uh, Texas uh, Oklahoma game, not too many great games, unfortunately. I must say, in the nightcap, which is quite bizarre. Normally, you normally get a decent a, a one game which stands out, but not this time. Um, the game that's on Saturday Night Football this week um, is the game at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, who lost to Old Dominion a couple of weeks ago, the twenty fourth now in the nation. It's interesting you mentioned the Old Dominion game, Jar. Yeah. I, we had a bit of podcast critique okay. from uh, from one of our listeners. Yeah, go for it. Um, this is a uh, shout out to Alex who, who listens. Hi, Th Alex. Thanks, thanks to uh, and uh, beats us both at fantasy as well. Absolutely. Um, he wanted to uh, send some feedback. His quote was, "Apparently, Joe, mm. 
You said Old Dominion causing probably the biggest upset in the history of the game. No, I said... In week four. I didn't say that. I said... I did say... In the history of the game. I said it was one of the biggest upsets this year. In the history of the year, probably. One of the biggest upsets. It is one of the biggest upsets in college football because Old Dominion are an unranked team. We're going to have to get the tape out. Okay. In the history of the game. Is, if, that's is, a big, if that's a big call. But anyway, what does he carry on to say? He, he, he just says... Bloody ridiculous! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it, isn't, it isn't at all. It is one of the it is one of the biggest shocks, hundred percent. Because Old Dominion were not supposed to do that. They were on a it was like a game. It was on a game on like one of the meaningless sports networks in the states. It wasn't even like on one prime time games. Yeah, because but was thought, it not just two fairly awful teams playing each other? Well, Virginia Tech were thirteenth in the nation. They weren't exactly horrendous. You know, they're thirteenth in the nation, and they were going up and up and up. They beat. They absolutely beat the brakes off Florida State in week one. So history they, of the game, Char. It was one of the biggest upsets in the history of the game. If you want to go with that, fine. Um, I'm, no, I'm asking you if you want to go with it. Do you want to stand by your words? I want to say that it was certainly the biggest upset this year in college football and one of the biggest upsets in the history of the game. Absolutely. It's an, I think, but, yeah, but when you say game, do you mean the sport? In terms of college football, Yes. Not in terms of like American football, okay. But in terms of American, in terms of college, in terms of college, I think it is a massive, massive upset. Okay. But anyway, like I say, um, Notre Dame against Virginia Tech is the game at one o'clock um, in the morning uh, our time, so eight o'clock Eastern time, which again is worthwhile. Again, if Notre Dame comes through that, again they might be pushing towards the top end of that one. But I'm just so hoping that LSU beats Florida, so we can get to that game next week, um, Steve, which will be amazing. So yeah, that's uh, latest roundup on college. Uh, a little again, a little bit longer, but thanks again to the uh, to the uh, to to Alex for calling me out on that. I'm still sticking by it. Yeah, if if you have if you're listening to this and you do have any uh, critique, um, if you know us personally, send it over or message us on Twitter at Monday Morn NFL mm. with uh, with any criticism of uh, of our shit opinions you may have. Doesn't matter because um, I, I always get criticised anyway. So bring it on. I'm not fussed. Okay. <laughs> um, now then. We're going to take a little look ahead of uh, week number five. Uh, two teams on the bye, the Bears and the Bucks. Uh, the two games that I want to pick out as uh, big ones. Um, I am really hard to see. I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm very biased. I've essentially got two teams um, because of my loyalty to one particular defence in one particular team. But I'm, I'm really excited for the Jags against the Chiefs. So that's a huge test for both teams. The Chiefs probably the best offense in football this year, uh, so far at least, with Mahomes just chucking it everywhere. Kareem Hunt, the running back, and not specialising in one receiver, although they've got massive threats with the like like Tyreek Hill, but they're throwing it to everyone. So that's a huge matchup for the Jags. It could go two ways. This mm. the Chiefs could go and blow them out. Yep. Or the Jags defense could come up big and. And really gives the Chiefs a, a bit of a, a, a an awakening, mm. uh, a bit of a reality check, maybe. That, that's that's a, it's a game I'm hugely excited for. Um, that is the so, so one PM. So that's, that's one of the early kickoffs. That's actually going to be again. That's going to be broadcast on on Sky and our. You know, again, if you if you're a UK listener, that's going to be one of the games that Sky have chosen to broadcast Lovely. this week. Uh, so that's a big one. Although again, people were still moaning because the Chiefs were on Monday Night Football, and now they've been picked on the Sunday. Which it's is, bizarre, this, isn't it? it really, yeah. in in the age of two thousand eighteen, moaning about which teams people get picked, just see, just just watch whatever game you like. And also, people still seem don't don't seem to get it that Sky don't have any control 
over the fact that the yeah. Thursday night, the Sunday night, and the Monday night football are yeah. decided months in advance. They get to pick two games, yeah. essentially. Which and they is... showed 15 teams over the 20 games that they picked. Over the, over the 20 teams they could have shown that are different, they've shown 15 different teams. That's a Exactly. So that's just my... That's just my Opinion, don't don't shoot me for that. I'm sure the Twitter writer will come at me, but don't please like that's so that's your early game pick. Then it's it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that one. And then a, a game that I'm also really excited for is uh, is the Falcon Steelers one. We sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, mm. and it's a huge game for both teams. Whoever loses that is 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 really sort of up shit creek without a paddle. Correct. Um, because. Both ascend. Steelers obviously have a tie, but they're one, two, and one. Falcons are one and three. Falcons need a win so badly. Um, I, I think a one and three is really harsh. They've had, they've had really tough games. Mm. You know, losing one point to the Bengals, they lost to the Saints by in overtime. Like they've been really unlucky. They got a great win over the Panthers. They were unlucky to lose to the Eagles on the first on the opening night. Like, they've played four amazing teams. I think there. Um, it doesn't get any easier for them because the no. Steelers in theory, have all these weapons, but they're at a very low ebb. And again, for the Steelers, it's it's a massive one. The Falcons' defence is, is gettable and is very... It's just in, a, in itself at a very low ebb at the moment. So it's it's anyone's game, that, and that's going to be a fascinating one to watch. And that, again, is the one of the early kickoffs. Um Yeah, really excited for that. Which of the two games you're looking forward to make? I'm going to go for a little sleeper, actually. I'm going to go for... Oh, I love that word. You know I love a sleeper. Um, Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for lowering the turn, everyone. (laughs) Carry on. Um, Dolphins, Beggars are my game. Purely and simply, because... What what side of the Dolphins? Aren't they the Dolphins that we've seen for the last three three weeks prior to the one that we saw? Bengals win that. 100%. 100%. Well, yeah, this is, I'm, looking, I'm looking down the league, right? I'm looking at the league rankings down here. 29th in offence and 26th in defence overall. This is Miami. Yeah. And they're 3-1. and one. Yeah, which I don't understand how that's the case, but I, I want to see whether the Dolphins can do something off that because if they can, then again, they put themselves in a massive position in the AFC East. I know obviously the Patriots have got Colts, which is basically a given W on Thursday Night Football. Sorry, fans, but you know what my thoughts are on luck. Dave, the thing is with, with Dolphins is they've not, Really played anyone that good? No. They played the Titans on week one. Well, the Titans are three and one. <laughs> they are, but the Titans were awful in week one. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. They played the Jets, who yeah. are terrible, and they played the Raiders, who again are, are one and three. So their only loss coming against the only good team that they played, I think, there are the Patriots. Mm. Yes, you can say the Titans, but as I said, the Titans were awful in week one. Um, the Patriots absolutely blew them out. Yeah. And now, if you look at the run that they've got now, they've got the Bengals away, they've got the Bears at home, Lions at home, then away at the Texans. It's like, well, that's this is where we'll see the uh, the Dolphins that we th- I think we thought we'd see at the start of the season in the next few weeks. Yeah, um, but it could be interesting. That's that's the reason why I need to. Ch- I, I want to see what actual side they are. You know, in terms yeah. of what they can offer. Definitely. Um, and then my game of the then the game of the week this week uh, that again they've picked in the nine twenty five window is the rematch of the NFC Championship games the Vikings Eagles. I don't know whether to pick that one or whether to pick the Rams Seahawks because the Rams always go into Seattle and absolutely beat the brakes off the Seahawks all the time even regardless when the Seahawks were good. Now do you know what go I'll, I'll go with the Vikings Eagles and I'll, I'll I'll explain why because the Vikings are in a bit of trouble their defense is not playing particularly well at all they've been on the field for a lot of time over the last three weeks. Their offense, whilst well, putting up thirty-one points, fair on TNF, still for me looks a bit 
rubbish with Cousins into the centre. I don't care, I'm going to say it. Case Keenan would have done a better job. Uh, probably wouldn't have won the game against the Rams. But, Just but incorrect. Even, yeah, I'm not because I don't because you'll never get to change my opinion on Cousins. Um, but and, and this is the thing as well. Cousins has been seen twice a season by the Eagles. They know what to do to him. They know how to get to him. Just bring the blitz with the pressure, and he will make mistakes. Um, I don't think it will be a 7:38 job like it was in the NFC Championship game, but I can see it being a 20-point game, 100% for the Eagles. And the Eagles know they have to win that game because they're in a little bit of trouble. I think the Eagles are well. They're two and two, aren't they? Yeah, but I, th- I, I think that there's a point for the Eagles where they're going right with the world with with the defending champs. Okay, what are you going to do this week? I think there's a. I don't want to use the throw Super Bowl hangover, but I think there sort of is at the moment with the Eagles a little bit. It's it's. Uh, I think it's understandable, but um, with, but with Wentz back at quarterback, we'll see what happens there against against the much vaulted uh, Vikings defense. The Vikings D doesn't look like the Vikings D that we saw. Last season, um, I, I'd say that for sure. I hope um, not. I need Ertz to get me about thirty points. I have a chance of winning this week. Yeah, I, I, quite, I, yeah, I quite like to deal with them. Um, I quite like the fact that the Vikings could do something. That'd be nice against the Eagles. I think with the with the Eagles, they're coming off the back of a, of a pretty rank um, game in week in week four, where they, they lost the Titans, and you sort of look at that game ahead of time. I, again, and you think you, you've got to beat the Titans if yeah, you're the Eagles. I, again, I felt really sorry for the Eagles for once in my life because they missed a blatant block in the back call on fourth and two in an overtime before. The, before the touchdown for Tennessee um, it was a blatant block in the back call it wasn't even close but there we go um, so that one will be interesting to see because both teams are at a real sort of crossroads now and yeah. see whether they can what they can achieve with that um, so that's probably my second game of the week but I just want to mention one quick one before we go um, about Drew Brees Drew Brees needs 201 yards passing against the Washington team on Monday Night Football uh, next week if he does that, he will overtake Payton and be the all-time leading passer, which would be a phenomenal achievement for him. He's a brilliant Oh, he's going to do that, surely. Uh, I hope not, uh, because if he does, then obviously we'll lose, which I don't want us to do. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, 100%. Uh, that, that, again, that could be an interesting one on Monday Night Football, because Alex Smith has started pretty well. I'm not even just saying that as a, as a Washington fan. He started pretty well on offence. So, again, it might be interesting to see that, but Breeze is probably my... my that's a bet for probably going to be the highlight of the week when he gets that. If he, if he does get it, yeah. which he probably will do. It'll be a nice little celebration in New Orleans for him, Steve. Thank you very much, Jar. That'll just about do us for Monday morning football for this week. We hope you've very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with you next week uh, to look back on those week five games. And, and it's October. And it's October, which means, Jar? Wembley games are just around the corner. Get <laughs> in. I'm so excited for that. And, yes. Uh, and, I, do you know what? As well, I've just realised that I can actually get down to the Seahawk Trader game a little bit earlier than I thought. I was going. I thought I was going to have to be getting down about five, but I can actually get down for the tailgate, which would be quite so nice. That is, yes. Our, our next podcast will be looking forward to the Wembley games, and the next podcast after that will probably come to you probably live from Wembley. We hope. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll look into that as we, as we come to it. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're excited as uh, as British NFL fans for that for sure. Uh, Jar, thanks for joining us. Um, we will see you next week, guys. Uh, do follow us on Twitter if you're not already at Money NFL. Um, we're sort of feeling our way into this podcast. We hope you're enjoying the journey with us and we will very much see you next week. Bye.